Okay, way out of tune, uh, but we will be talking about that song uh, later in the podcast. Jenny, 8675309. We will also be talking about more mundane things like streetlights. You know, streetlights when you're driving. Uh, I'm going to be talking about something cool, uh, kind of a topic that uh, you might find some interest in. We're going to be talking about things you've wanted to see in your lifetime, obscure things or major things that were always on your must-see list uh, but never have quite got to uh, that place or person or thing yet. And uh, I just accomplished uh, one of my must-sees. Uh, quite recently, very exciting. I'll tell you about it. Um, we're going to be talking about something that most of us have. Maybe not me, but you. We're talking about brains. Okay. Do you have one? I think so. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about gas stations and those annoying little shops with all the junk food in them um, that make us feel sick. And we go in to fill up our tank. So I'm hoping you'll stick around right here, right now, while I fill up your tank with some fresh, juicy podcast. You're right here on the Harlan Highway! <laughs> you just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harlan Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harlan Highway. Hi, Harlan. Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend! Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy! You ever hear those, uh, those street lights when you're walking? You get to an intersection, and they got the, uh, you know, to indicate for people it's okay to walk. Yeah, I stood at one of those the other day, man. Just stood there going... I killed nine blind people. Yeah, I'm a little mischief maker. They couldn't see, they didn't know. Is that wrong? I don't know. Is it wrong for me not to have a little fun in my life? What's worse? Me not having fun or blind people getting hit? Just the way I do things here on the Harland Highway. Alright, so quite the opposite of blind. Um, have you seen all the things you want to see in your life? Um, you know, are there things, not a bucket list, but just things that you've always wanted to see and you wondered if you'd ever see them, you weren't sure if it was ever going to happen, if it was possible, right? And, you know, it's, it's just like uh, in the back of your head all the time. Well, here's something that happened to me and I'm happy to say I checked, uh, a must-see off my checklist uh, just recently. Okay, so let me set this up for you. 
Um, I'm a bit of a nature guy. I love the outdoors. I love my animals. I love my critters. I love watching uh, animals in their natural surroundings. Not in a zoo, but out, out in the wilderness. I always consider it a gift or a privilege when you bump into or connect with an animal or just observe an animal doing what it does. Um, because that's the way it was intended to be, you know? Watching an animal in a zoo or a safari park that you drive through can be captivating. Animals are beautiful no matter what, but it takes something off of the reality, the natural organic sense of what that animal is, what that animal does, so on, so on. So as some of you may or may not know, for years I worked up in uh, in the bush country in Canada. I was a uh, forest ranger and a tree planter and a canoe guy and uh, all this stuff, fish and wildlife work. And I did that for many, many years. And then I spent a lot of time growing up uh, north. Our parents had a cottage that was uh, quite remote and, and was in quite a, uh, uh, you know, a forested area. With uh, We were on a lake and, you know, we had bear and moose and bobcat and all the essentials around. Um, so over my decades of being exposed to nature... Um, I'd always wanted to see a grizzly bear in the wild, okay? I lived in a region of the world where grizzly bears didn't exist. So, you know, the biggest bear I could hope to see was a black bear, which are great bears, but grizzlies are even mightier and bigger and more ferocious and, you know, uh, just, did I just say ferocious? Uh, ferocious. And maybe I meant to say voracious, but maybe I just blended the two. That's a heck of a voracious bear over there. I don't know. I'm all mixed up because I'm excited here. Please forgive me. but um, So I never got to lay eyes on a grizz. Let me call him a grizz. Um, so here I am recently in Yellowstone National Park. Uh, up in uh, Wyoming, USA, a beautiful park. And uh, my whole goal for going into the park, you know, I wanted to see the beauty. And believe me, I've seen enough breathtaking waterfalls and lakes and creeks and trees and forests to, to fill a lifetime. All right, what I hadn't seen is a grizzly bear. Uh, now, I knew that grizzlies were uh, in the region, that they live uh, within the boundaries of uh, Yellowstone. Um, now, the, that being said, it is a wild park. It's 2.2 million acres in size. So I don't know that on any given day your odds of seeing a live grizzly bear are great. But if you do see one there, that's great. You have a good shot at it. So... Here I am, I'm I'm outside the park, I'm staying at like a Holiday Inn in a little town, like an hour away from the park, and uh, I wake up early in the morning, like 6 o'clock, and I'm like, I'm going to get in there early, I'm going to get into that park, I'm going to beat the crowd, damn it, I'm going to see me a grizzly. 
Um, you know, and I've been through British Columbia. I've been through Alberta. I lived in Banff, which is a mountain town in, uh, nestled in the Rocky Mountains in Canada. And uh, that was grizzly country. Never saw a grizzly. I think I might have seen one way, 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 way off in the distance once. I saw a little speck running across like a glacier up in the Rocky Mountains. And I think it could have been a grizzly, but I can't be sure. So for that reason, I I will not say that I saw a grizzly. But that being said, I got into Yellowstone. I'm in there early, only a few cars around. And uh, I'm not in there more than maybe half an hour, 40 minutes. And I come around this bend, and there's a great big lake. And there's a big sandy shore on the lake, and there's stones, and there's old driftwood, and it's just a wonderful natural setting. And as I get closer, I look, I see this big kind of brown object, and I go, oh, my gosh, that's a bear. And then as I got a little closer, I was like, Bingo, grizzly, grizzly in aisle five, people. Yeah, it was a grizzly. I could tell uh, right away by its profile the uh, grizzlies have that unmistakable big hump on their back between their uh, their front shoulders. Uh, just just the way their uh, fur is matted on their hide, uh, their their wide head, their massive shoulders, the way they walk. There's so many telltale sides of a grizzly. If you're versed in, in bears and you kind of know your bears, uh, so it didn't take me long to determine this was a grizzly. I was able to pull over and uh, just watch this magnificent predator, this animal uh, rooting around, lifting up rocks with its giant claws, uh, digging underneath uh, wood, digging in the ground looking for uh, insect larvae and, and roots and berries and whatever a, a, a grizzly bear eats. And believe me, they eat a lot. They're like a goat. If uh, they can get it in their mouth and it tastes good, they probably are bound to eat it. Um, so that was exciting. And, uh, you know, I took pictures and I got a little video and uh, it just felt really good to uh, finally, after all those years of being in parts of the world where, for all intents and purposes, I should have seen a grizzly. I never did. So it took 47 years of my life, but I finally encountered my first grizzly. Now, if I only can meet Pamela Anderson. Hello! No, uh, but uh, actually, I have met Pamela Anderson, so there. <laughs> Um, and lucky that didn't take 47 years. Um, but, uh, so let me know if there's anything that you've always wanted to see that you're still waiting for. Uh, you can write me at harlandwilliams.com and I can read your letter on the uh, podcast here, or you can call me at 323-215-1486. What is it you've been longing to see all these years, but still haven't had? The opportunity.
Yeah, we all know that home phone number, don't we? You might not remember your girlfriend's phone number, your parents' phone number, even your own phone number. I don't know. You know the way how everything's just on automatic dial on our cell phones today? You just press a name and it dials your friend or your family member. You don't even know their phone number. If you ever lost your cell phone, you wouldn't know how to reach half the people in your life. But there's one number you'll always remember. 8675309. Have you tried dialing that number? Go through all the area codes, you know, and dial. I got through to a radio station. I got through to a air conditioning and a plumbing place. <laughs> I got through to a few uh, answering machines. It's funny. We all know that number, man. Should make that your phone number, huh? Just go cruising through the singles bar, right? Hey, ladies, call me. Yeah, my number's eight six seven five three zero nine. What is it? Eight six seven five three zero nine. You're an ass. Yeah, but you have my phone number. It's ingrained in your memory, sucker. You bastard! Give it a call. See who you get. Yeah, seriously. Call that number in your neck of the woods, in your hood, and uh, let me know who you got through to, man. Um, send me an email at harlowilliams.com, or you can even phone me at 323 that really didn't – it doesn't work when you do the area code, right? So I'll do it again. I'll give you the area code, then I'll sing my phone number, okay? Wow, that was lame. Here we go. Area code 323-215-1486. No? Okay. Well, call in your neighborhood and uh, let me know who picked up the phone. Can we find Jenny? Will we be able to find Jenny, or will it be another plumbing, heating, and air conditioning place? <gasps> or maybe Jenny works there. Who knows? We'll find out when you find out here on the Harlan Highway. Okay, so you be the judge. Was this right or was this wrong of me to do this? Okay? Uh, my buddy was over the other day with his kid. And he's bragging away how smart his kid is. You know, his little kid. He's going, oh, yeah, my kid, his brain's like a sponge. He just, he's just learning and he knows everything. His brain's like a sponge. And then the genius kid knocked over his milk, spilled his milk all over my floor. Into the carpet, onto the hardwood. <clears throat> So what do I do? Naturally, I crack the kid's head open and get his brain and sop up the milk because apparently his brain's like a sponge. And I got to say, it was like it did a nice job. I got up all the milk, but then my buddy's all mad at me. Hey, dude, you just cracked my kid's head open. Yeah, I needed something to sop up the milk, dude. Yeah, but that's my kid's brain. Well, you said it was like a sponge. Why waste paper towels when I can use the interior of your kid genius kid's skull? 
Well, I guess you got a point. Yeah, I do. Oh, is he going to be okay? Yeah, he's going to be fine. I put the brain back in. He might smell like milk a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, I guess that's okay. As long as he's still smart, right? Oh, yeah, look at his eyes rolling around in his head. He'll be fine. Okay. Great sponge on that kid. Thanks, man. I don't know about yours, though. What do you mean? Nothing. Get out of here. Here, take some milk with you. Brain like a sponge. How about I got a middle finger like a flagpole? Hello! And speaking of sponges, people, how many of you sponge up crap at the gas station? Let let me explain. Remember, uh, you know, wasn't that long ago, maybe even a decade ago, 10 years, maybe a little longer, when you'd pull up to a gas station and, you know, you'd you'd, uh, pull up, you'd get your dirty gas, you'd maybe wash your windshields, and you'd get the hell out of there. It was kind of shady and greasy, and it smelled like oil, right? Maybe if you needed to go in and buy a spark plug or a a belt or something, you could do it. A lot of the gas stations didn't have what they have now, which is like junk food cubicles, right? Have you noticed? Now they not only have gas for your vehicle, they've got gas for humans. You walk in that little uh, that little mini 7-Eleven style store that they all have now, the quick and go and the gas and run and the... Dine and Dash, whatever the hell they're called, right? You go in to pay for your gas or while your gas is uh, filling up. You go, huh, look at all the bright lights. I think I can see some uh, refrigerators filled with uh, 30,000 different kinds of pop and juice and uh, drinks and chocolate milk. And I mean, you ever go in one of these places? It's, it's just like there's a whole wall of liquids and bottles. It's crazy. You know, then you go in and you look around, and it's like, gee, what could I get here? Okay, I could get bugles. I could get Pringles. I can get really bad chemically injected uh, prepackaged cinnamon buns and bear claws and ding-dongs and ice cream sandwiches and pumpkin seeds covered with salt and Holy God, nine billion types of chocolate bars and then subspecies of existing chocolate bars. Like, used to be just uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Now it's baby peanut butter cups and mint peanut butter cups and vanilla chocolate, white chocolate peanut butter cups. And holy God, every single chocolate bar is a spinoff of another kind of chocolate bar. And it's just like, it's like the chocolate bars are inbreeding. And you got corn chips and cheese puffs and got Coke machines and popsicles. And I mean, God forbid you try and find a lettuce in there. Try and search out an apple or a banana. Excuse me, do you have any apples? Oh my God, kill him! All I said was apple. Right? Good Lord. And then, you know, you love, we all love that crap. You can't help yourself. You go in there and you pick up a cupcake and a ding-dong and a bag of sunflower seeds. 
and you drive about 30 miles down the road and you got a big bottle of A&W cream soda in your cup holder. And the only thing really probably healthy at all in there was the bottled water, and you went right past that to get to the cherry cola or the Red Bull. Right? And then they get those little power drinks right at the cashier when you go to check out, like as if all the sugar you bought isn't going to keep you fired up for the next nine months. They sell little concentrated bottles and pills, like stay awake and energize and like you need that on top of it. It's almost like uh, that old trick where you put uh, a Mentos in a Pepsi bottle or something, and it just, you shake it and it blows up. All the foam blows up. That's what's happening to us when we walk into these places, right? So you get all your crap, you get into your car, and chocolate's melting on your car seat, and sunflower seeds are piling up all over your car, and they're you're spitting them on the window and the side mirror. They're in the floor mat. There's chips crunched everywhere. And you're eating this crap, and about 20, 30 minutes after you left the gas station, you just feel like crap. Your whole stomach just like, oh, what the hell did I eat? Why do I feel like I just want to check into a Motel 6 and die? Oh, God, those little gas station snack shop igloos. Tell you what, man, a nuclear bomb ever goes off and you're looking for a place to get some uh, supplies, some sustenance, some food that was unaffected by the nuclear blast, just head to your local Exxon or Shell, BP, Mobile. Yeah, just go into the little snack shop. Everything you'll need for the rest of your life is right there. Ow. Uh, I just read something that's startling, alarming, shocking. But you know what? On the other hand, maybe not. Apparently, the government for next year is going to need $2.9 trillion to run the country. To run the United States of America costs two. trillion dollars. Is that even a real number? I mean, is that like, it almost sounds like Lord of the Rings talk. Yes, Flordok, I must have three gajillion flaflingle-glongles to get over to the castle and visit the Klikongi fleet Huh? Trillion? Is that, I mean, is that even a word anyone should be using? And you know that the country's (coughs) living off the fat, man. Okay? Like most of us, we live in our little homes or our condos or our farmhouses, and we budget. Okay? We budget. We pinch our pennies and our dimes. We try to make everything work. We try not to be wasteful or too excessive. Do you think the United States of America is budgeting at all? When it costs two point nine trillion to run the country, don't you think the country could trim back on some things? Just little things. Like does every government office need bottled water? 
Do we need all the road signs and the stop signs and the street lights? Do we need all the roads? Isn't there a bunch of roads no one even uses anymore? Does anyone drive Route 66 anymore from coast to coast? I mean, there's got to be it's got to be at least a trillion we could trim off the old budget there, right? Everybody uh, helped a budget. You always hear these stories of government waste. Five million dollars to build an airplane that flies upside down and through grocery stores by the military. Well, do we really need it? $20 million for underprivileged children to get braces and have a pogo stick. Okay, do you think the kids will live without that? $29 million to put cameras to catch people speeding as they go through the intersection. And another $28 million to paint the curbs red instead of blue. I don't know, folks. It's a lot of money, man. You know if some, like, miserly, penny-pinching weasel got into government, they could cut that down to a mere trillion. Let's all work next year to get it down to a trillion. Let's economize. Let's pinch our pennies. And then we'll pinch ourselves after we've done such a good job. Hey, this is Harlan Williams with another friendly tip here on the Harland Highway. Are you tired of regular television? Do you get bored just sitting there and watching shows unfold before your eyes? Well, here's what you can do. The next time your favorite show is on television and you feel you want to be more interactive and get involved with the viewing experience, well, here's what you can do. When your favorite show is playing, jump up out of your chair and run headfirst, smashing your head right through the TV screen. Hopefully, your head will be inside the box, and for a split second just before the tube burns out, you'll see all the funny characters running around in your TV tube. You'll think you're actually in the show with them. It won't last long, but it will be fun. Just another friendly tip from me, Harlan Williams, here on the Harland Highway. And here's another great quick tip. If you uh, can handle another one, boys and girls, uh, yours truly, yes, me, Harlan Williams, will be appearing live this weekend, okay, July 22nd through the 25th at the Hartford Improv. Okay, that's the Improv Comedy Club in Hartford, Connecticut, on the east coast of the United States of America. Uh, You can go to harlanwilliams.com for all the info, ticket information, phone lines, emails, all that stuff. Or you can go to improv.com and uh, track me down on on their site to get uh, your tickets for my show, uh, July 22nd through July 25th at the Improv in Hartford, Connecticut. It is going to be great. And uh, don't forget, for those of you that live on the West Coast, uh, I will be doing an incredible theater show at the Herb's Theater 
in San Francisco on September 4th. It's a Saturday night. Um, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous theater right downtown, right beside the old opera house. Um, and uh, you can get tickets by going to cityboxoffice.com or you can call 415-392-4400. That's 415-392-4400. It's the Herbs Theater, September 4th. It's a Saturday night in San Francisco. Uh, please come and enjoy the show. Going to be doing stand-up and sketch uh, improv comedy. So it's like a double comedy show. So whether you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, you do have a chance to see me, uh, and I will make you laugh. Um, and until then, I'm leaving you on your own to make yourselves laugh, or you can just check in uh, with our next podcast. And uh, I look forward to uh, having you there. It was great to have you here today. Uh, and until next time, my fine furry little friends, chicken chow main baby. <laughs>